welcome to Code Whack, a podcast on America's whack healthcare system, how it hurts us, and what we can do about it. I'm your host, Brenda Gazar. What would Californians gain with single-payer Medicare for All? How would the state's tech industry and rural areas benefit from a Medicare for All system? We recently spoke to Assemblyman Ash Kalra, whose district includes half the city of San Jose, to get the scoop. He introduced AB 1400, which is California's single-payer bill, known as CalCare, in early 2021. Welcome to Code WEC, Assemblyman Cholera. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Javier Becerra, former California Attorney General, a child of immigrants, and a longtime single-payer supporter, was appointed head of the nation's Health and Human Services Department. What could this mean for California's efforts to create a state-based single-payer system? I'm a big fan of Secretary Becerra. I'm very excited he's there. We have a lot of great Californians in the administration, from the um, vice president to our Secretary Becerra, and it's wonderful to see that because it brings California values. And Secretary Becerra has not only individually said he supported, but when I met with his team at HHS, they also said, look, you know, we're here to help you. We want want you to be successful. And, and, uh, you know, so now I have open lines of communication with, with folks on his team, who are phenomenal, um, who can answer questions quickly. So to make sure that we don't go down the wrong path, whether it's you know, creating obstacles to get a federal waiver or creating obstacles on the financing, uh, it's great to know uh, that we have a partner um, that wants us to be successful. And, and so I'm, I'm very excited about Secretary Becerra being there. I think that this, this is part of why I feel we have the best chance um, of, of getting single-payer done than than we've ever had before. Great. What role does the Health and Human Services play in state-based single-payer efforts? So the the department through the secretary uh, approves the uh, waivers, the federal waivers, Uh, and no state can run a single-payer type system without getting federal waivers if they truly want to have a single-payer system and not a disjointed system. So the department plays a huge role. Uh, what they do is they take in an application, they vet the application, they provide feedback, uh, issues they see with it, they work with you, and ultimately the goal is uh, to try to approve a waivers. And there are several state waivers right now, not for programs as expansive as single-payer healthcare, but for programs that do expand access to healthcare. They approve the Vermont single-payer healthcare waiver so they have approved a single-payer waiver. Now, that Vermont hadn't worked out the financing piece, and so uh, that had to be dropped. But the waiver was approved. Got it. While past polls show 70% of Californians support state-based single-payer Medicare for All, some major organizations, including Kaiser Permanente and some labor unions, either oppose CalCare or are reticent. What do you think is the solution? The reality is that a Kaiser-type delivery system works really, really well with single-payer. Um, in terms of global budgeting, in terms of an integrated healthcare system, you know, Kaiser is very well situated. Now, the issue Kaiser might have is the other side of Kaiser, which is the insurance side. You know, look, if they're dedicated to serving uh, their patients, serving their community, the reality is that a single-payer system fits really well with their health care delivery system. As for unions, look, I'm chair of the Labor Committee. I love our brothers and sisters in labor. Uh, California Labor Federation has formally supported AB 1400. Now, there are individual unions that have issues, and the issues aren't what we're trying to achieve. In terms of making sure everyone has health care, the unions are very egalitarian in that sense, and they support things like raising the minimum wage, even though 
union workers get paid more than minimum wage because they understand the common humanity of lifting up people. Uh, it's just it's just that a lot of the unions bargain really hard for good benefits. They put a lot of their time and energy and made made sacrifices on pay and other things to get good health care. And so we have to recognize that and say, okay, well, how do we reconcile that? How do we ensure as we move our healthcare payment system, a single payer system, that workers aren't left with less than they had before in terms of overall compensation. And, and my argument also is that, look, you know, what we legislate, we don't have to negotiate. So if you have guaranteed health care, now you can bargain for other things. But there are things to work on there. And, and like I said, you know, I'm already in conversations with our brothers and sisters in labor and want to make sure their concerns uh, are not only respected, but to the best extent possible mitigated. Got it. Makes sense. What do you want your constituents to know most about AB 1400? I want them to know that this is about making sure that everyone in our community, every neighbor, everyone has health care. And I know that a lot of folks that have good quality health care through their employer, look, but for the grace of God, go any of us. We can be unemployed next week. We can, something can happen that's catastrophic. You just never know. And so think about other families uh, that go through those situations. GoFundMe should not be a uh, a healthcare safety net. Uh, and I also tell folks, like, don't be worried. Don't be worried that you're going to lose something. The reality is that the whole idea here uh, is that we're going to make sure that everyone has access to quality healthcare. Uh, and that, you know, if we believe healthcare is a human right, and if we live in a society where we believe that we are compassionate towards one another, we can't, if we're saying that, we're not living by it if we're not making sure everyone has healthcare. I agree. <laughs> How would this help Silicon Valley, your district in particular? For instance, how would the tech industry benefit from AB 1400? Well, I mean, the tech industry would would benefit so much because we have really good quality employers here in Silicon Valley that give really good health care to their employees. That's part of the benefits package. They can save a lot of money. (laughs) They can save a lot of money and focus on other things they can give to incentivize employees, right? So they can give better wages. They can give you know, more paid sick leaves or vacation day, whatever it is, but the healthcare component of it will be covered um, by some kind of of payment system, which will be far less than what responsible companies are paying now. So I think, you know, it'll be a huge boon to Silicon Valley. I think it'll attract people to come to California where they'll never have to worry uh, about healthcare. We have plenty of other things for people to worry about, like housing costs and other things. And frankly, you know, the, the, this could free up resources for employers to help on that end as well with their workers. Yeah, that's great. Um, how would your bill help rural areas? That's something I learned a lot about during my trip. I went to a, the community I lived in when I was a little kid in the mid-70s. I, I lived there until I was six years old called Deep River. It only has 4,200 people. That's in Ontario, Canada. So I went up there, met with the mayor. The mayor brought out the president of the local hospital, a doctor that had been practicing for 30 years, and another doctor who's the president of a physician's group for Ontario. And part of why I wanted to go up there and talk to them is that was the question I had. How does your system you know, serve rural communities that are far away from the urban centers? And so that we have built into our CalCare bill incentives for physicians to, or the ability to give incentives for physicians to go to rural and underserved communities, whether it's underserved communities in urban areas or underserved communities in rural areas. The other thing that they gave great insight is that they have doctors do their residencies and trainings intentionally in rural communities. And inevitably, some of them stay because they learned to love it there. Maybe they'd never lived in a rural community and they learned to love it. 
Uh, that's why I was very encouraged the other day when I saw Governor Newsom at UC Merced announcing uh, a new uh, medical school there. Uh, and so having the opportunity for training doctors to be able to live in rural communities as they're doing their training, doing their residency, I think is a, is a huge benefit uh, for, and, and incentive for them to stay in those communities. Wow. Yeah, good point. Assemblyman Kalra, what else do you want us to know? Look, this is not something that's going to happen easily, uh, you know, and it looks impossible <laughs> to get it done given the obstacles that exist. But as Nelson Mandela once said, it looks impossible until it's done. And I think that we, ha- we have to be relentless. This is a generational fight. Uh, the last generation fought it too, and, and they, were, they weren't successful uh, in, do- in, in getting it done. Um, you know, this is our moment. I don't want the next generation coming behind me and, and have a legislator 20 years from now, 30 years from now, introducing a single pair bill, uh, hoping that they can be the one to get it done. Too many lives will be lost too much pain and suffering in the wealthiest state in the wealthiest planet on earth. Yeah, thank you. Do you have a personal anecdote or story that has really touched you or a personal experience involving healthcare that really has touched you that you take with you in this fight for a single payer? You know, I, I, my, my goal in my public service is very simple, is to reduce suffering. And I see way too much suffering in our healthcare system. And I, but I see practical things too, like my father has been on Medicare now for over a dozen years. He's at the same provider, same doctor, cardiologist, nothing's changed. Just who's paying changed, right? Uh, it tells you right there that this is very possible if we want it to be possible. Um, I do have an anecdote, although it's not specifically the reason why I introduced the bill, but it just you know, it helps to inform me, just like all my experiences when I was in Brazil uh, you know, about 17 years ago and I almost drowned, drowned off the coast of Brazil, taken by a helicopter to the hospital. It was the hospital all day. Uh, when I checked out later, went to the checkout desk, they asked for my passport. I obviously didn't have my passport with me because I was taken in the helicopter in my swimming trunks because I was in the water. Uh, but then when I said I didn't have it, they said, well, it doesn't really matter because it doesn't cost anything anyway. It's all free. Um, now, it's not to say that Brazil has this phenomenal healthcare system, which we, you know, but if a country like Brazil um, can have a system where folks can be cared for in that manner, with our wealth, we can make sure not only we have the highest quality of care, but that everyone has access to it and that you don't have to have the added stress. I mean, the, what we don't realize, and this is when I talk to Canadians, just the stress that people have here of being worried if they ever get sick, if they ever get in an accident, knowing that they're done for. Why, would, why do we put our neighbors in, or, through that? Why would we put fellow Californians, fellow Americans through that, uh, especially as someone that has the luxury and privilege of having health care? I would never... I I just can't stand the fact that others have a different experience. Right. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that story with us. Yeah. And thank you for being here today. No, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And thank you for the support. Thank you, Assemblyman Ash Cholera. Do you have a personal story you'd like to share about our WAC healthcare system? Contact us through our website at heal-ca.org. Find more Code WAC episodes on ProgressiveVoices.com and on the PV app. You can also subscribe to Code Whack wherever you find your podcasts. This podcast is powered by Heal California, uplifting the voices of those fighting for healthcare reform around the country. I'm Brenda Gazar.